everything that I've been through in life, I like this has been me for a long time. I know that it's not for me. I know it's for someone else. But I was the first tester of it. So oh, like a stunt wow. dummy. So I was the first tester of it. And the way that I came out of it, I can use that to help someone else. Yeah. So things that I recently went through in life, this wreck alone, um, my personal life, walk with God, you know, um, the exposing through that has allowed me to not only build a platform for me, but help other people who I would say that God know is going to fall off. If right. they can see me do it and come through it, that is hope and a lot more for them. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of How Gladiators Are Made. I am Brittany Noel, the speaker, therapist, and entrepreneur. And I am so glad that you guys are still on this journey with me as we are interviewing some amazing people um, in the world doing amazing things. So How Gladiators Are Made is where we uncover all of their secrets and figure out how they did it so that we can do it too. And today, you guys, I am so excited because I have the most amazing and inspirational guest on the show as of yet. Um, so please join me in welcoming uh, motivational speaker and personal trainer Solomon Ward to the show. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, thank you for saying yes to my invitation. <laughs> so you guys, I know um, Solomon from my gym, um, Level One Fitness. I see you all the time. And so seriously, um, I think what I find about you to be just the most inspiring, because I'm not always in the best mood when I go to the gym. I'll, true. I'm, That's true. That I will true. be honest about that. that. And it was one point in time where I don't know, like, I think it was um, I was struggling in my fitness journey. Mm -hmm. And every time I went to the gym, I was upset <laughs> yeah. and I would walk in the gym and Solomon be like, girl, let's get it. And I'm like, hold on, wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he became like my own personal hype person. And that's kind of like what I know you for. Yes. Like you're always hyping other people up, like motivating other people and speaking life into people, like even when you do it in a funny way. Yes. And I love that about you. So I needed you to come on the show so that we can get a little bit of that and figure out what is your secret? So, but before we jump, <laughs> but look, it's like my secret. So before we jump into that though, I do want to ask you a few fun, would you rather questions okay. so that the audience can get to know you. Okay. Okay. So. If you had to lose something, would you rather lose your wallet or lose your phone? I would rather lose my phone. Really? Why? Yes. I'd rather lose my phone because it could be a strong possible time to disconnect from the world and get more involved with me. So as long as my phone is around, there's opportunity for distraction, there's opportunity for somebody to get in contact with me, I have a strong faith. So I know if mm -hmm. I lose my phone, nothing bad will happen in that time. But at least with my wallet, I can go buy another book. I can take some more time out to read something or something like that. So I'd rather lose my phone than my wallet. Whew, okay. Uh, that speaks volumes about me. But <laughs> <laughs> I had to get my phone fixed last weekend to get my screen fixed, and I had to drop it off. Panic attack. And I was over here sending text messages and emails yes, like, okay, somebody's yes. going to call me while I'm on yes, phone. Yes, yes, yes. And my business happens through my phone, so which I know I'm like, okay, I can just pick it up later. But there's definitely anxiety with detaching me from my phone. Yes. Okay, see, that's I, I'll work on that. But if you lose your, think about losing your wallet, your social is up in there, mm. because I had my car stolen once, so your social is in there. That's your whole identity mm. right there. They can go buy a phone. You can't. That's true. That's true. I'm going to go with that. I still want my phone, but I'm going to go with you, that. I got you. I got you. Now, would you rather, um, you have to tell me, which one would you rather live without? 
rap, music, R&B, or country? I would rather live without rap music. Okay. Yes, I love country and I love R&B. I know you love country. Yes. And that came, that, I think that came out of nowhere. I just heard you singing a country song yes, one time. Yeah, and I was I'm like, that's so rare. Yeah, yes, love <laughs> okay. country, love country. What's your favorite country song? Uh, there's a lot, but my favorite country singer mm -hmm. and artist of all time is Tim McGraw. Okay. He's also from Louisiana, Rayville, Louisiana. I'm gonna have to go look him up now. Yes, you're gonna have to. Cause I don't think I know a Tim McGraw song. Oh, you don't want to sing us one real quick? Just bust out. <laughs> I almost did, but the way my vocals are set up, I can't do it, right do it right now. Yeah, well, gotcha. not right now. Cool. Okay, so every, I'm gonna go look at Tim McGraw. Um, now, would you uh, rather that you remember everything that you see, or remember everything that you hear? Ooh. 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 Oh, that's tough. I would rather remember everything that I hear okay. versus everything that I see. Why? Okay, um, seeing is you can believe something is there that's not really there. Mm. Hearing comes with a touch. So if somebody tells you they love you, you can not only hear it, but you can feel it through their voice. So I'd rather remember everything that I hear because voices are some things that help you get through like tough time, hard time, stuff like that. Like people telling you that right. you can do something, people telling you that they really love you when they mess up. Mm -hmm. You can remember those things, but their actions, you can see their actions, but not really believe them. I love that answer. I absolutely, because when you, I didn't even think about it in that way. Um, because when you think about what we see, a lot of times what we see is based on our perception. Yes. And our perception of situations and events are not always the truth. Yes. Um, and a lot of people believe their perception versus the reality of what's going on. That's true. And I didn't even think about that. So yes, definitely remembering everything that you hear. Because even if you think about it, we take in so much, I take in a lot of um, you know, inspirational, motivational things. I'm like, if I could just remember some of the things that mm -hmm. I hear mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all the time, moving through life would be easier. A lot easier. A lot. Y'all, this is why we have Mr. Ward on the show. <laughs> so again, thank you for coming. Thank you. Tell us about your background. Where are you from? I am born and raised in Rayville, Louisiana. Okay, I, I figured there was a six and a half hour drive from Houston, Texas. So, so six and a half six drive. And a half. And that's where all your family is. That's, uh, I have uh, family all over the world. So a lot of my family is in Louisiana, but we're spread out from Louisiana to Texas to Georgia okay. to um, New York, California, Tennessee, all over the world. Oh, so we're 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 very big. Okay. Very okay. Big family. And at what point did you come to Houston? Uh, I moved to Houston like maybe seven, seven years ago, I think so. Mm -hmm. um, just up and left Louisiana and, you know, wanted to see a different view mm -hmm. because I heard about it. So, and I have a family here, so they always told me to come to Houston. So just uprooted and moved to Houston. Gotcha, mm -hmm. gotcha. Now, the personal training, because that's how, I, that's how I know you, is that something that you always knew you wanted to get into or how did you go into that? Um, I'm, I've always been an athlete, so baseball, basketball, track, football, volleyball, I've always been an athlete. Mm -hmm. um, I moved to Houston. I was a cage fighter in Louisiana, so I moved to Houston and... I'm sorry, you said you were a... A cage fighter, so MMA, mixed martial arts fighter. Really? Mm -hmm. Did it for three years oh, in Louisiana. Wow. Yeah, so um, when I moved to Houston, got hooked up with the gym here and was training, and then I met my first official, my first new coach here. Mm -hmm. uh, name is Courtney Brooks. I met Courtney Brooks here and 
kind of took me on his wing a little bit and showed me the ropes and uh, through personal training he showed me that you can basically use who you are to become who you want to be so the person you want to create if you want to inspire people and stuff like that you can use that through personal training mm -hmm. so that that kind of drew me to personal training because you get to meet a lot of people right so that pulled me to personal training and then I just took it and ran with it so is it that you just have a natural desire to want to better people physically emotionally what is the drive there uh, just to um, honestly it's honestly to meet people mm -hmm. and see what they've been through because a lot of people think what I've been through inspired them actually the things that people have been through inspire me mm. so the more people that I meet the more you know relationship I hear with them and other people the more like trials and tribulations I hear through them so those things and how they overcame them actually inspired me and so what and inspired me continue to inspire me so those are the things that I actually that keep me going, keep me uh, pushing forward and keep my drive going. Right. So a lot of people come to me for help, but I actually go listen to people and they don't even know it. Mm. When people are coming to you, what is it that they're looking for? Uh, when people come to me, it's more so of, I seen you do this or mm. I saw you do this and I wanna be able, I know if you can do that, that you can help me overcome what I'm overcoming. Right. Or, you know, people come to personal training and come to get trained not because it's just something to do but in reality they want to be better at something right. they want somebody it's all about accountability mm -hmm. they want someone to hold them accountable they want somebody to push them not let off the ropes and so when they see me they know i'm not going to let up because mm -hmm. how is a guy in a wheelchair training me to become the better version of me so right. you know just stuff like that okay okay and where, at what point does your motiva your motivational speaking come in that's just me. It's been me all my life. I'm not um, going to say I'm 1,000% motivational all the time, you know, but 999% of that time, mm -hmm. I am motivational. You so are. So that 1% is very, is very rare, but mm -hmm. it's, it's there. So I'm just being honest. So um, the motivation comes in when people tell me that they can't do something mm -hmm. or people tell me that they're used to doing something. They've never been pushed to this level. Um, or when they say, we, I've always done 15 reps my entire life. So that lets me know that they've always kept themselves out of the 15. Mm. So my job is to push them past and let them see that there's joy and happiness and peace on the other side, mm. whether it's in the gym or in life, you know, yeah. just crossing over that wall. What would you say is the hardest thing that you've had to overcome? The hardest thing that I've had to overcome um, was standing up for the first time after my wreck. That was the toughest, hardest thing I ever had to deal with in my life, really? is standing back up because it was so much weight you know and i'm not talking about just physically standing up i'm talking about me standing up within myself it was right. just so much weight so much pressure so right. just so much and i'll back up because i think i know your story but the audience may not because when you say your wreck when did when did your wreck happen uh my wreck happened three years ago so 2017 march the 17th 2017 mm -hmm. yes march 17 2017 on Interstate 10, oh, wow. headed into KE. Mm -hmm. Yes. And as a result of that wreck is when you were injured, correct? Yes. So I was hit by another guy on a motorcycle. Mm -hmm. Instantly on impact, it cut my leg off and threw it like 80 yards up the mm -hmm. road. So the initial impact is actually what took my leg off. So didn't feel it, um, didn't pass out didn't cry none of that uh I, I was so blessed that i didn't even have blood on the highway so it was just wow. it was it was amazing so those things you know they're, they're just 
it's just a blessing in disguise. Yes. How, so, and how long was it when you, after that, did you first try to stand up? I stood up actually the next morning, oh, well, the same morning. So the wreck happened at like 1227 that mm -hmm. night. I actually stood up after I woke up. I actually stood up the next morning. I think it was like 6.30 in the morning. You're kidding. Yes, but after the surgery was when it was hard to stand up. Wow. What toll does that take on you mentally and emotionally to Ooh. come through that? Um, mentally and emotionally. Mentally, and this is for any amputee in the world, um, mentally, you have to be ready for it. You have to accept that it happened. You have to, don't try to figure out instantly why it happened, but there's a reason behind everything. So you have to know why it happened and um, you have to be ready to accept it when the reason comes to you. Mm -hmm. You have to be humble about it too. So mentally, the toll that it take on me is every single day I have to mentally prepare myself that I'm about to go be in a world with people who have perfectly functioning body parts. Mm -hmm and they're capable of doing everything they, that they want to. Right. Whether as I can either choose today to be limited or I can choose today to be a gladiator. It just depends. So every day I make a, a decision that I'm going to be the best person I can regardless. Mm. So um, that mentally, you know, it, um, that's one of the biggest things. Emotionally, the people in your life sometimes you feel like they don't understand everything that you go through mm -hmm. because no one can actually feel what you felt if they've never been through what you've been through. You can have experiences, but right, if you right. have never been in my shoe and you have never like walked through what I've been through and up to that point of being 26 years of being a perfectly functioning person and then all of a sudden losing something, you know, just, that's just like you losing your hearing right mm -hmm. now. That would be like, you'll go through the depression phase. Right. Uh, phase. But, Emotionally, it's having everyone to feel what you've been through and understanding. That's the biggest thing. Wow. <sighs> that, that, that is amazing. And as you were talking, I remember <clears throat> um, as a social work intern, I worked on a physical rehab unit and uh, we would hold uh, support groups for amputees because, mm -hmm. you know, I work at the VA. Mm -hmm. And so we'd have an amputee support group. And I remember uh, this was one of the times where I was going through the absolute most in my life. Okay. Like, like, you know, going to work, trying not to cry type, you know, oh. to just make it through the day. Uh -huh. And um, going to those groups, you know, it would always humble me because I'm like, Brittany, whatever you worried about, like, you ain't got these problems. Like, you're okay. And I remember learning about emotional pain. Um, and how to come through it from a, from a guy who was an amputee. And we were talking about having phantom pains. Yes. And he was describing to me what he goes through with having phantom pains and how he kind of moves through it. And I actually started, he told me that he spoke to his phantom pains and how he would, you know, quiet them down and basically respond to them. And I left that day and I'm in my own, you know, my own stuff. And um, the minute that my pain started coming back, I was like, no. Like, and I just started talking to him yes. the way he yes. told me he talked to his pain. And I remember um, that day it worked. Yes. And I was like, oh, okay, so you can talk to your pain. You can. Like, you can. And, <laughs> you, can. you know, I have stories like that all the time, but it's like, I can't imagine going through what you, you went through mm -hmm. at all. Um, and the strength that it takes to go through that while still 
feeling that pain? How do you move through your pain? It's still there, it's valid, but you still gotta show up in life. How do, how do you do that every day? Um, that comes with the minute you wake up in the morning, you have to set your mind to be better than yesterday. And a lot of people, when they wake up in the morning, they do not do that. The first thing someone wakes up, do when they wake up is either pick up their phone, go look at the news, find out what's going on without centering themselves. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I do in the morning, I wake up, um, which I kind of a little bit got out of the habit of doing, but I still make it a point to where within my first hour of being awake, I have to do this. Motivational videos, mm -hmm. inspiration, things that I've written down for myself in my phone, read them. Um, praying, things like that, you know, to keep myself solid within me so that when I go out into the world, the weight, the, the things of the world don't attack me and allow my mood to go down and then people see me as, right. oh, he's a guy in a wheelchair that's moping. I, I cannot stand that, you know. I'm here to be a light to other people and I'm going to use it to the best that I can. You really do. You really do. I try. And, I try. and seriously, like, and it was so, because it was, be when you started doing that is when I started checking how I show up. Mm -hmm. Like, even at the gym, because I didn't want to go to gym, okay? Oh, we I'm, know. I'm proud about we these know. gains, okay? Don't get we it know. wrong. But it was like, oh, okay, I'm getting off work. I really want to go home, but I'm going to go do this workout because I'm committed. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you can be committed, but not, you know, it still be disgruntled. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, but you, every, like, it was like a, maybe a few weeks every day that I, that you did it consistently. And I would walk in and you would just hype me up. And I'm like, okay, I can do this. Yes, yes, because we know you can. Right, right. And, um, but I appreciate that. But that's you being the light that you are. Um, and teaching other people how to use their light. Yes. I absolutely love that about you. Thank you. What would you say um, to the people who are struggling to kind of access their own light? Like, what things can they do to kind of tap into? Because I'm very big on, I tell people all the time, like if you can, if you can find a way to harness whatever that light is, whatever that thing is that you're built to give to the world, if you can give that consistently, not only will you find your purpose, but you find opportunity and you find influence because people are attracted to the light that you shine out into the world. Yeah. So I'm always telling people you got to tap into that. What tips would you give people to tap into their light and figure out what, what is it that I'm here to, to give the world? Uh, one of my biggest tips on that is the thing that's bothering you the most about yourself is your light. Really? So the thing that is literally, you may say every single day, I'm ugly. Actually, that's your light to the world. Mm. You're actually a beautiful individual, but you're telling yourself something because you're maybe afraid to face reality, mm -hmm. I should say. So um, that's, that's, that's honestly my biggest tip to anyone is your why behind what you're doing and, you know, um, actually loving the thing that is bothering you about yourself. Fall in love with that thing that's bothering you about yourself. I love that. I really do love that. And I, I'm with you because I, I think that when people say, how can I find my purpose? And I tell them that the thing about the world that you hate the most, yes, that's, that's your it, purpose. That's it, that's it, because you have to be the change. You have right, to You're, the reason why you don't like it is because you were built to change it. Yes. And that's why it bothers you so much. Mm-hmm. How do you get to that point of just self-love and self-acceptance to where you just boldly say, world, this is who I am, like it or leave it, but you know, this is my life. <laughs> That's, that, so falling in love with yourself involves dealing with the demons that you have in your closet. And I'm saying this personally because some things that I've recently experienced that it caused me to hurt a lot of people, 
falling in love with yourself and like dealing with your past. A lot of people do not deal with their past, like literally. So many people that I run across, so many people that I talk to on a daily basis, they do not deal with their past. And what happens is those things become very strong. They do. So when you turn to face them, they were like big giants, mm -hmm. like six, ten, seven foot people uh, versus somebody that's five, five. Right. And they make you feel super small. Mm -hmm. So literally pray about it. Talk to God about it. Talk to yourself about it. That every time that a demon comes out of your closet, that you can deal with it. When you decide to deal with it and mm -hmm. you go face it, there has to be some part of exposure. Right. All right. And with that exposure comes growth and development. Okay, and how you attack the growth and development is your true character and who you will become. With the exposure comes growth and development, and how you attack the growth and development dictates who you become. Yes. I just love him, y'all. Because <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah. That makes all, all the sense in the world. Um, I want to pause for the calls really quickly, you guys, because I, I have so many thoughts about that. Okay. But before we, we before I give him my thoughts, because y'all know when I get uh, riled up, I can go on forever. Um, I want to talk to you guys about uh, the water company that we actually have sitting here with us. Um, this is 1186. Um, this is a black owned water company. Nice. Um, yes. So they're a black owned company out of Augustaville, Alabama, and they are known for providing the most affordable ultra premium water brand right now in the marketplace. Um, it's an absolutely lovely, lovely water and I want you guys to go and support it. So go to 1186water.com. You can pick up a pack of this water at any HEB uh, right now um, near you. Again, that's 1186water.com and you can find them on Instagram at 1186water. Okay, so I want to go back to my thought about kind of what you said about the exposure. Because I, I really do harp on how exposure is the way in which we get out of our comfort zones. We get out of just our, our whatever thought patterns you have that no matter where you grow up at, you know, what your life experiences are, anytime that you're trying to go from one level to the next, you cannot do it without some level of exposure yes. to, and I always call it a preview. It's a preview to what you could have or mm -hmm. who you could be. Mm -hmm. um, but so many people are so afraid of that exposure because they have their own insecurities or they don't think that it's going to work out well or they don't want to take the risk. They want to put themselves out there. Um, how have you used that that concept of exposing yourself to great things or, or great people to push you out and so that you can continue to, you know, transform into who you are? Uh, I've had quite a few um, times in my life where I've been exposed. Some have been good exposure, some have been bad exposure. Mm. I love the bad exposure, okay, because really? you're operating in an area that's not really you, but is showing you, like you said earlier, who you could be mm. and what you don't want in life. That's true. So I think that we're, we're attacked on, from a normal person's point of view, we're attacked on a negative level of exposure, mm -hmm. which is actually meant for positive in our life. Mm. Because a, a lot of people are so perfect in life, mm -hmm. okay? Meaning that we see them as a perfect as individual in life and stuff like that. Never know what they're really going through, right. what they're really battling in their closet. 
So one day when they get exposed, the person that they want to become, okay, they have two choices to either continuously be the person that got exposed or curve their life and become a better person that mm -hmm. they really want to be. I think that we're always tempted with negative so that because we have greatness in us. Mm. We're always tempted with negative because it's so quick to follow that chain. Mm. So easy. like it's super easy to follow mm. that chain. So um, I've used the exposure to everything that I've been through in life. I've like, this has been me for a long time. I know that it's not for me. I know it's for someone else. But I was the first tester of it. So oh, like a stunt wow. dummy. So I was the first tester of it. And the way that I came out of it, I can use that to help someone else. Yeah. So things that I recently went through in life, this wreck alone, um, my personal life, walk with God, you know, um, the exposing through that has allowed me to not only build a platform for me, but help other people who I would say that God know is going to fall off. If right. they can see me do it and come through it, that is hope and a lot more for them. Mm. So the way that we attack it is sometimes when we get exposed, we hide behind it and try to run from it or whatever the case may be. Some people even disappear. That means that they can't fight mm -hmm. the exposure. But when you're exposed and you still stand tall, you still believe in who you want to become, right. you still follow your goals, you still follow your dreams. I believe that if you strongly do that, you're saving hundreds of thousands of people who's coming behind you Definitely. and showing them that, hey, we can go through this and we can right. do this. That That's a gladiator mindset. Like seriously, um, understanding that exposure gives you a certain level of transparency yes and yes. you cannot be your best highest self unless you are transparent yes and for a lot of people that's scary because it's like i don't want to show i don't want to show nobody who i am i don't want to be real, real about yeah. you know the things i'm i'm afraid of or um my shortcomings because we will we will broadcast our strengths but it's the shortcomings that teach other people that great things are possible yes. you know and that's the purpose of this show is to show people that it's not going to be easy it's not going to be all roses and, and just because you take a few hits doesn't mean that you're supposed to sit down somewhere yeah like you keep moving like and you are a testament to the fact that no matter what you, gotta do <laughs> you don't have a story sad enough to tell me that you could stop right now yes. that you keep moving and and i love that about you and i think um understanding that what you're going through is for somebody else that is like, I think for me, that's the one thing that I use anytime I want to quit something. Anytime I want to not do anything, I'm like, Brittany, like, you know better. Come on, come on, you got it. <laughs> like, it's not for you. And sometimes even the, the painful things that we experience in life, it's not about us. It's so that we can help somebody else. Yes. And if you lose sight of that, then you will lose sight of your purpose. And it makes it easy to quit or easy to get distracted. Yes, that is a fact. I love talking to <laughs> Les Brown said one time, he said, imagine that you're on your deathbed and on mm -hmm. your deathbed, all the goals, dreams, everything that has ever been placed in you mm -hmm. to broadcast to the world. They're standing around you and asking you a question. Why didn't you show it to the world? Oh my God. You know, that is like, I think about that a lot. Like I think about that a lot. And I think for people who have great potential, you know you have great potential. Like the rest of the world may not know it, but you feel it. Yes. And it's, it's like you, a, yes. you hear it. Yes. Before I started speaking, um, and the way kind of God revealed to me that I was supposed to do speaking, because I, I fought it. That's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, Trust me, I know. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do that. But um, I would hear my voice. 
Like if I was in a business meeting, I, when I would go to sleep in my dreams, I would hear me speaking, but it didn't sound like who I was. Yes, yeah. And I was like, why do I, what is, and I was like, I'm just daydreaming. And you know, through prayer and you know, went through a TD Jakes conference. Don't go to TD Jakes conferences. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're ready. Yeah. But it was like, he was like, no, I'm showing you who you're supposed to be. And I'm, I'm giving you a preview to what your voice will sound like when you tap into it. And so it's like, even now I'm still developing, but I still hear that voice. And I'm like, you're not there yet because, you know, you're still growing. And for a lot of people, they feel that yearning. They hear the voice, they see the vision. And for whatever reason, you know, they don't act on it. Mm -hmm. Whether it's fear, they don't have support or they think they need support. Yes. Put that out there. There we go. Um, but it's a very bad place to be mm -hmm. to know that I'm capable of so much more and not acting. be acting yes. on it. Yes. It's like committing spiritual suicide right there. It's like killing yourself. It feels like it. It really is. It, it really does. And, and not everybody can, um, is going to be able to relate to that. Mm -hmm. Because some people don't even go far, far, far enough in themselves to ta to feel it. You know, you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, um, I told somebody the other day, like, um, superficial people are suffocating me. <laughs> like, when I have certain conversations with people, I, I need a certain level of depth. And the amount of people who are either afraid or unwilling to go that deep within themselves, you know, it's astonishing to me sometimes. Yes. Agreed. But I'm a therapist, so I mean, Agreed. I live in that realm. Agreed. But yeah, it's spiritual suicide. I love that. So how can we not commit spiritual suicide? What would be our first step? Your first step is another, that thing that is bothering you, that you run mm -hmm. from, that you don't want to do. Look it up and work on it. Mm. Step one. Commit to it. Commit to it. Once you commit to it, um, like you said, you have a strong passion for speaking. I have a strong, strong passion for speaking. Speaking could be the door opener to a whole nother world, mm -hmm. but we'll never know it if we don't tap into it. Yeah. Like a lot of athletes that play football or basketball, they don't make it to the league and they think that, oh, you know, that's it for me. Mm -hmm. Well, you've met so many people while on this journey to go to the league. Can you utilize those people? Right. Like there's, there's a reason why you go through what you go through because everything is I say a jet pack to another level. Mm -hmm. So every person you meet is meant to boost you to another level. But we don't think about it because we're so blinded and focused on just one goal, one dream, one mission. But right. you have gifts in you with an S. So with an S. With, so it's, it's, you have to see those things mm -hmm. and you have to be able and open to understand that I may make it and I may not make it but I have to give it all regardless. Mm -hmm. And if I don't make it, understand why you didn't make it, but also what was instilled in me during this process. Mm. And then commit to that. Mm. If you ever pay attention to a lot of successful people, they do not just have one talent. They have right. multiple talents, but they capitalize on one talent, which opened a door for 40 more talents. And they're the multi-billionaires. Yes. So it's how not you, about one thing. It's not about one. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm learning that and to be flexible. Yes, very flexible. Because even though you may have a vision of what you want, there's multiple routes to getting there. And sometimes we get so zoned in and focused on doing it this one way. Yes. That you miss the fact that somebody opened the door over there and yes. <laughs> you could have went yep. through that door. And but been there five years ago. <sighs> yes. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> 
So listen, I can t- we could talk all day, um, all day, and I will talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's about. Um, but yeah, so and I think that what's important is that um, you have mastered how to ask yourself the tough questions. Like that's clear in talking to you. Oh, oh yes. Um, a lot of people don't ask themselves those type of questions, like how did I get here? Why did I get here? What was the purpose? What can I learn from it? Um, and that's where you uncover like the higher version of you. Yes. Is asking those tough questions and answering honestly. That's the hard part. Answering honestly. Honestly. Like that. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I've learned a lot. Um, let me ask you, what are, who are three gladiators you think should come on the show? Um, one is the guy that I personally trained. Uh, his name is Mr. Al. He just overcame a heart attack. And actually last week was his first week back into the gym. Oh, wow. Another is Maya Vaughn, mm-hmm. or Van as she should say. She's from Chicago. She actually trains at the gym. Um, on her fitness journey to become the future Miss Olympian figure bodybuilder. Oh, wow. And another one is a guy named Courtney Brooks out of Humble, Texas, who is my first official person who did not take it easy on me after my wreck. I'm mm-hmm. talking about I walk into the gym with blood coming out of my cut and he's like we're not taking a day off like i'm not gonna treat you like you're like not capable of doing something we finna figure it out and move on right so that's one of my he's he's literally one of my biggest i'm talking about, i'm so thankful for him he's mm-hmm. um, he never took a day off on me even really? to this day he won't take a day off on me those are the people that we appreciate in the moment you know we may have some colorful words for them but, <laughs> Very colorful. but later we're like i appreciate that yes, yes. awesome great so tell the people what projects are you working on right now where they can they find you if they want a personal trainer um you can find me anywhere i'm in these streets all day no i'm just kidding you can find <laughs> me <laughs> you can find me anywhere uh social media you can find me at boss underscore mentality underscore 318 that is me got in a blue shirt with my head down um, big projects that I'm working on is building my own brand called King Solomon. Um, it's going to be a brand not only about fitness, but I think that it's so broad that it can go any category. Whether it's, if it's in a church, in a school, mm-hmm. it's just a king mindset, a king mentality, a kingdom mentality. So working on that and also launching a YouTube channel. I already have a YouTube channel up, but I'm not as active as I should be on it. So I'm going to commit to, you know, getting more videos up on there, speaking more, more engagements and things like that. So um, last year was like my first year to get into so many schools and speaking. Mm-hmm. So this year I want to, you know, either double that or whatever God got for me, we're going to push through and plow through it. But those are some big projects that I'm working on for the future. Awesome. Absolutely great. Um, you guys, if you're looking for a personal trainer, I'm telling you, this is where you want to go. Um, Look, you have some colorful words for him in the moment. But after, when everything is better and you like that figure, you're going to be very thankful. Very thankful. I promise. (laughs) So thank you again for coming by the show. Um, I am super inspired by the talk we just had. Um, And it's refreshing to be able to talk to someone on this level. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. You guys, I hope that you were taking notes um, during this episode because we definitely talk, covered a lot of different topics and I know some one of them apply to you. So until our next episode, you guys, thank you for tuning in. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe and share this video to someone that you think needs it. You guys have a good one. 
If you liked this last episode of How Gladiators Are Made, then please leave me a comment below so I'll know what you guys like. And most importantly, who do you want me to interview next? Make sure that you comment, you subscribe, and you share this video with everyone that you know needs to level up in this season of their life. Stay tuned for our next interview series of How Gladiators Are Made.